0: We're here. We're back. Episode four. Having some of that nice pizza from Pizzeria 50. Thanks for that. Sizzle's pretty good. It was delicious. I think my mouth's still burning.
1: A bit sweaty, but you know, the show must go on. Yeah, well, we had a a very spicy pepperoni, lots of chili, extra chili. But thankfully, we had a delicious serpent's kiss by the Grifter Brewing Co. A Pilsner, watermelon pilsner. Fresh. Because that really helped, because that was a spicy pizza.
0: It was definitely spicy. And there's a reason for the pizza, but we'll get to that a bit later, won't we, Sizzle? We will, we will.
1: But uh, here we are, episode four, I believe, recording this on Thursday, the 21st of November. If you've listened to any of our episodes before, thank you. If this is your first episode, welcome. We're now officially on iTunes. We made it to the big leagues. So please rate and review us. Give us five stars, subscribe, download, do whatever you need to do. We're also on other podcasting platforms, Spotify, etc. We're moving up in the world. Look out. We really are. We really are. and I'm pumped. I'm pumped we're back here.
0: I'm super excited for this episode. There's a lot of content that I'm really happy with.
1: Yeah. So look, let's just jump straight into it. Let's jump straight into our first topic. We're going to talk a little NBA to begin. And as I look at Quinny sitting across from me in the podcasting booth, he's wearing a New York Knicks Camelo Anthony jersey. So we're going to jump straight back in. Quinny and I are both huge Melo fans. He's back, Quinny. He's back in the NBA, finally.
0: It's been a while. It's been a year, but man, I'm so happy about this. I love it. He deserves to be in the league. You know he's our boy. We appreciate him a lot. I've got a love, love for this man. He's my boy. And I'm glad I could get the jersey out of the cupboard. It's been sitting there for a while, so it's nice to kind of get it out. It's a bit dusty. Brushed it off, but I think I'm looking pretty good. I'm happy he's back. I really think he's going to be good with Portland. I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a difference maker for them.
1: Yeah, look, he signed with the Portland Trailblazers on a one-year non-guaranteed contract worth $2.15 million. The deal, however, does become guaranteed if he remains on the roster past January. So it'll be interesting to see if he still is on that roster past the new year. Now, look, he's wearing number double zero, rather than 7 and 15. And there's a reason for that. Number 7 is being held in honor of Brandon Roy, who used to play for the Blazers and was obviously a bucket getter. He was good. Retired way too young due to injuries. And his number 15 jersey, which would probably be his second choice, which he wore during his time in Denver and when he was in college playing for Syracuse, is actually retired by the Blazers. So couldn't go with seven, couldn't go with 15. He's very number double zero, And you were, you were talking before the show. About,
0: yeah, double seven. I like it. I like it. the James Bond link there. He's a sniper.
1: Get him in there. I like it. Double-double. Let's go. Zero-zero. Zero. Now, he wasn't a massive sniper in that first game. Obviously, he's going to be a bit rusty. Yep. His first game against the Pelicans, it was a loss, 115-104. to 104. He had 10 points, though, 4 of 14 shooting. What did you think of his first game as a Portland Trailblazer back in the NBA?
0: I was happy. I thought, like I know, like you said, he's been out for a while. You know, it's been a year. He's only been really shooting the gym. But I really think... You know, he, got, he hit a few buckets early. They were going to him early. They were obviously keen to get him involved in the game. He didn't obviously shoot as well as he normally would, but you know what? He hasn't played for a while. He hit a few step backs, hit a few threes, did the three-piece to his to his head. That's what I want to see, side of his head. That's his move. But you know what? I really think he's going to take some of that scoring responsibility off like CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard. I think in the long haul, I think it will be good for them, and I kind of like him in those Portland colours.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's great, you know. First of all, it's great to see him back in the league. As you know, we talked about he's one of our favorite players. I loved him in Denver, loved him in New York. I've actually got a signed Syracuse Camilo Anthony jersey. Huge, um, you know. So I'm a huge Melo fan. I've loved him his whole career, and it was just sad to see him out of the league for so long. Uh, I think he deserved to be back in the league well before this, but nonetheless, I'm happy he's in the league, and I think he'll be a valuable asset. To the Trailblazers, you know, I don't think he's going to be an all-star. I mean, that's pretty clear. But he, he's going to be a decent role player, I think, on this team. You know, they need help at the power forward position. Zach Collins is injured at the moment. They've obviously got the injury to Nurkic. So they need extra bodies. And Pau Gasol was recently just released by them because of his injury. So they need bodies. Look, he, he's a scorer. You know, he, he's one of the best scorers of all time, in my opinion. And I think he'll be able to give them some offensive... Uh, options and and some depth on offense he's not the greatest defender that's obviously not why he's been brought in but i think he's going to be one of these players that you know he'll start when he needs to and i think he'll play around 20 to maybe 25 minutes per game and look if he gets hot keep him in if not pull him out
0: i agree but in saying that you know when he played in the olympic teams came off the bench and he was like their best scorer so he can definitely score the buck he can get buckets he knows how to score the ball so i feel like he'll be okay and yeah, as like you said, he won't be getting all-star numbers, but I really think he'll be a solid link to that team and I think they'll be um, good in the future and hopefully he makes it past January.
1: Yeah, and look, his next game is against the Bucs tomorrow. What do you reckon?
0: Well, you know, this could link into my predictions a bit later, so I'm looking All forward right. to it, but we'll keep it there, I think.
1: We'll leave that one there and we'll move on to another NBA topic, which is also close to my heart because as we were just talking about, Camilla Mather, he's one of my favorite players of all time. But one of my favorite teams of all time was the Detroit Pistons when they had the likes of Chauncey Billups, Rip Hamilton, Tayshaun Prince, Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace. Now, look, we're going to be talking a little bit about Malice in the Palace. Why? Because this week, it marked 15 years since the event. It happened on November 9th in 2014. Players involved were Ron Test, Ben Wallace, Jermaine O'Neal, um, Stephen Jackson, to name a few, probably a few of the, the main players involved. And if you don't know what happened, you know, just Google it, Malice in the Palace, you know, it, it'll it'll come up in a YouTube video there. But basically, just a little a little quick recap, Ben Wallace going towards the rim, Ron Test a hard foul on him. Ben Wallace didn't like that, obviously. It, it was a very rough game up until that point. Ben Wallace went straight up to our test, took offense to the hard foul, gave him a big push. And, you know, the name suggests Ben Wallace, Big Ben. He's a big dude. He's a big man. You get pushed by him. You're going to go, you're going to take a few back steps. And that's exactly what Ron Artest did. But he clearly didn't like that. He came right back at Big Ben. And then a scuffle between the two teams went on. That was sort of cooled down a little bit, which led to... Ron Test randomly deciding he wanted to lie on the scorers table, and that's when things got wild. That
0: the cup, the cup flew down. Yeah, was it a cup? Kind of it was a to... cup. I'm pretty sure it was a cup. I was listening to an interview of Reggie Miller, who was talking about, it, and he said it was a cup. Right, right. So I wrote down a cup. So okay, we'll go. with He was cup. laying on that bench. I feel like he was probably just there to get out of the, you know, get out of the area where the issue was happening. And as we know, the cup hits Ron Test next minute. He's no longer Metal World Peace anymore. He becomes the Hulk. He runs into the crowd and he literally just starts fighting spectators. Like, <laughs> no, players and spectators just <laughs> getting into it. And he's like, I am the Hulk right now. It was ridiculous.
1: This was wild. This was actually wild. Like, and Steven Jackson, he's running straight after him and he's throwing Jack left, right, and center. Cactus Jackman. <laughs> and then there's that wild, wild uh, video that you see where Jermaine O'Neill just sizes up this guy running towards him and just clocks him. Yeah. Like, I'm talking haymaker to the head. This guy hits the ground. It was
0: insane. It was ridiculous. And like you said, uh, Ron Artest was actually banned 84 games, which is ridiculous, which is, I think, the longest suspension for a player ever.
1: Yeah, look, it's the longest yeah. non-drug-related suspension in NBA history. That's huge. which is crazy. Steven Jackson, he was suspended 30 games. Jermaine Neal missed 15 games. Wallace, Ben Wallace from the Pistons, he re- received the heaviest punishment from the Pistons, which was only 6 games. But yeah, like I mean, just looking back on it, uh, the more I watch it, it's just like yeah. it's insane. And
0: like the after effects were ridiculous. Like five players were charged with assault, and eventually they were sentenced to a year of probation and community service. So you're, doing, you're in the NBA and you're doing community service because you're in a brawl. Five fans were also faced with criminal charges, wow, which is like crazy. They were also banned from attending Piston home games for life. So at that time, the Pistons obviously just won the NBA championship. So they were kind of like the best, one of the better teams in the East. So those fans were banned for life from home games. And also the fight led to NBA increasing their security pretty much between players and fans today. So it's all like there's a lot of limit on the sale of alcohol now for fans. So they're really trying to minimize this impact. But this is all because the effects of this brawl that was happened 14 years ago, like you said, on the 19th of November. Crazy.
1: Yeah, it was actually 15 years ago. But look, I mean, I've never seen anything like it. And it, it still remains one of the defining moments in, you know, I would say Ron Artest's career for one. Uh, you know, when I think about Steven Jackson, I think about that. Even when I think about Ben Wallace, I think about, you know, he's one of my favorite players of all time. Even though he wasn't really involved in the actual fan. I mean, obviously, because he was a Pistons uh, player and it was Pistons fans kind of against the Pacers. But when I think of Ben Wallace, I always think Malice in the Palace. Because, I mean, you know, he did instigate the event with that push. Obviously, he wasn't running into the crowd. Uh, And, you know, if that fan doesn't throw that uh, cup, you know, nothing... So it
0: doesn't escalate.
1: doesn't escalate. They Because they fin- this game was abandoned.
0: It was finished. Though I think, were the Pacers winning at the time or the Pistons? Who was winning at the time?
1: I can't actually remember. Let's My, fact check Let's fact, let's check, fact check that. But, yeah, it's just... It, I mean, imagine... Oh, yeah,
0: sorry. The Pacers were up 97-82. So, the game was over.
1: game was done. So, you know, I mean, imagine if that happened in today's day and age with social media, Instagram, with, you know... Uh, accounts like uh, house of highlights and bleacher report and instagram twitter you know what do you think do you think it would be the, the reception would be different do you think uh the players would receive heavier punishments because there's you know has a different effect on the game like what, what's your thoughts
0: yeah i think for one like it definitely would impact the nba like the image of the M- nba really like terribly like that that image would go down quite significantly it would stain it a bit I think the penalties would be a lot more intense for players because obviously they don't want any fighting going on in the NBA today. And considering you can literally find a video of something happening on Snapchat, Instagram, like you said, House of Highlights, Twitter. They just post because social media is so big now. They're just posting stuff every single day, like every game highlight. So I really think overall the NBA would lose like ratings. I think, you know, fans would probably walk away a bit because they obviously don't want to see players... Fighting each other, brawling, jumping into crowds, fighting spectators, stuff like that. I really think if it happened today, it would be worse. Like the punishments for players.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, we live in a very uh, content driven world these days Uh, with social media, as I said, Instagram, Twitter, you know, accounts like Bleacher Report. They're covering every, you know, big dunk, every, um, you know, amazing pass. If something like this happens, the internet blows up. Like this would be a trending topic for, you know, a week. This would be ridiculous. And I mean, I don't know about you, but this is still today the craziest scuffle, brawl, whatever you want to call it, that I've ever witnessed. Totally agree. In sports. Sports history. Like it it was like I said, it was wild. But fifteen years today. Crazy. Crazy. But uh, that also ties into our next topic, Quinny. Yep, hit me. Which is maybe not as wild, but still wild nonetheless. Switching gears. So from the NBA to the NFL.
0: As you know, we love NFL, NBA, you know, pop culture. A bit of everything this show, you know, you get a bit of everything. It's good.
1: A bit of everything. You know, I know all our listeners don't listen to NFL, and that's all right. If you, you know, you don't listen to NFL, you can just skip that section. Well, you know, we talk about everything here. You know, we've got pop culture coming next. But uh, back to the topic, we're talking Miles Garrett versus... <laughs> Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. Now, for those of you who didn't watch it last week, I mean, as I said, the same thing goes with the mouse in the Palace. Quick Google search, you'll be able to find thousands of videos of this. But basically what happened was uh, Cleveland Browns against Pittsburgh Steelers towards the end of the game, you know, there wasn't long to go at all. I think there was less than a minute to go in the game. Literally. Mason Rudolph, who's quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, goes to you know, throw throw a deep pass to one of his wide receivers, Miles Garrett, who's a defensive player for the Cleveland Brown. You know, he's a big dude, very he's big dude. huge, he's massive. Went for the sack, sort of wrapped him up, and took him down to the ground, and he kind of held on to him, maybe a little long, I think, which it looked like Mason Rudolph took a you know offense to and didn't really like, and then. You get this weird sort of clip of Mason Rudolph sort of pushing Miles Garrett in the face, which Miles Garrett did not like because he literally grabbed Rudolph by, by his helmet, mask. by his face mask, yeah. and he's a big dude. Mason Rudolph, not he man-handled a big dude. Him, man. Manhandled him, picked him up with one hand. Like a bag of potatoes, bro, just picked it up. <laughs> ripped off his helmet, ripped it off, and then Mason Rudolph Went at him Went at him Which was crazy Because this guy is massive Mason Rudolph As we said Not huge Runs at him And then Miles Garrett Was like Okay I have a club now I have a club It's your helmet I'm going to use this And he did He hit him over the head With it With his helmet I was rattled (laughs) I think (laughs) I think the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, Offensive line Was rattled too Because as soon as it happened They did not like it Took him to the ground Started kicking him Punching him No good That was also one of the wildest things I've seen in sport and was all over. I'm talking all over ESPN. I mean, we watched First Take the next day. The whole episode was (laughs) just based on this brawl. I'm like, come on, First Take. I need more than that. Literally, Stephen A. Smith, Max Kellerman, just talking about this for the whole show, bringing in different analysts, you know, picking it apart. So I assure you, we're not going to be talking about it for the rest of the show.
0: (laughs) No, it really wasn't that much to pick apart, I thought. But yeah, anyway.
1: But yeah, Miles Garrett you know for using the helmet as a club has been suspended for the rest of the season uh and the playoffs if they make it which they probably won't uh and potentially um he'll be suspended next season as well they're still trying to determine that wild scenes mason rudolph uh, was interviewed after the game about it referred to it as cowardly and a bush league move um however he's later uh Come out and said he should have done a better job handling the situation because, like you said, he did did instigate it, running at him after his hundred percent. He went off.
0: at him. He went at him first, man.
1: Yeah, and look, he has said I have no ill will towards Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett, but yeah, I mean, let's let's just talk about that quickly. That I mean, similar to the Malice in the Palace inst- to get incident when you know it was over. our Test is laying on the uh, scorer's table and a cup gets tossed to him. Obviously, it's different because that's a fan. But it was pretty much over in this instance when the helmet had come off. But then Mason Rudolph ran at him because he didn't like it. Obviously, they ripped his helmet off. Yeah. Obviously, he did not think that Miles Garrett was gonna the then hit him over wild. the head yeah. with his helmet. But just uh, wild, I think. I mean, should Rudolph be suspended for instigating this? Yeah, so that's what how long? I, yeah,
0: that's what I mean. Like, like you said, like obviously, Garrett's out for the season. Also, one of the Steelers players was suspended for three games, and then one of the Browns players was suspended for one game. I honestly reckon, well, I think Mason, he just got fined in the end. I honestly think he should have got at least suspended maybe a game or two as well. I agree. Because he was the instigator. And I just don't think it looks very good if the other guys get suspended and then he gets off with a fine. And he was
1: arguably the guy that instigated it. So, how many games is fair for Rudolph? And then also, yeah. the second part to that question is: Do you think Garrett should shouldn't be suspended as long as he has? And if so, how long should he, should he be suspended? Longer? Like, what do you, what's your take on the on his? Suspension?
0: So, firstly, for Mason Rudolph, I think he should at least be suspended for at least a game, at least yeah. bare minimum, at least one game. Just the fact that he, as you saw, like when you know Miles Garrett tackled him to the ground. He was kind of tugging at his helmet as well, trying to take his helmet off. And so then Miles Garrett said, You know what, man? I'm going to wait room you right now. Grabbed it himself. And he kind of got off a bit easier, I thought, with the fine. So I reckon just the fact that he kind of went at him. And obviously, Miles Garrett, you know, don't get me wrong, he was should not he was out of line, way out of line. Like, there was no need for that yeah, at all. You can't be hitting someone you over the the head with a helmet. You can't be doing that. Like, you know, we're not in a caveman society. We're not throwing <laughs> clubs at people. So <laughs> I feel like the QB should have at least got at least a game because he started the issue and then I think Garrett I, I'd agree Yeah, six games less of the season end the playoffs and then next year that's it he can start again but I think that's probably the punishment he deserves Yeah, what do you, I don't know that's what I think
1: yeah I agree I think Rudolph I think one game is actually fair I think you've hit the nail on the head there I think Rudolph does need to be punished in some way obviously you know he got a fine but I think you need to suspend him as well because if he doesn't you know firstly if he doesn't Push Miles Garrett in the face or take his try to take his to helmet off. With. Yeah. yeah, to begin with, Garrett doesn't pick him up and manhandle him. But then also, it was kind of over after that. Like, I feel like Miles Garrett was probably just going to throw his helmet on the ground and yeah. that was going to be it. But then, because he went at him, he's like, you know what, I'm going to clock back. But then, and swing at you. Rudolph, you know, went at it. And I also feel like it was one of those things where Garrett probably didn't even think you know, obviously didn't think because he had a, just
0: a brains. I just brain feel
1: like, you know, he, he, he probably was thinking to punch him, but he had the helmet in his hand that was free and then just, you know, used it uh, as, a <laughs> as a club, as a club, as we said. But yeah, I think um, the suspension for Garrett is fair. I think the rest of the season and the playoffs, if they make it, but yeah, I don't think it should go past that. Like I, I think, uh, you know, coming back next season, he should be able to play week one, but you know, it, We'll see, and and we'll also see what's going to happen to the Browns. Look, they were an outsider's chance to make it to the playoffs, but losing a defensive player like Miles Garrett is certainly going to make it very difficult for them if they do want to sneak in somehow to that wild card spot. Which I don't yeah. think they're going to. They're going mm. to do. Yeah,
0: that's true. It's hard, and I think next week we should do our rankings. I reckon for the AFC yes, and the yeah, NFC, yeah. that so, could so, be our thing for next week. Yeah, All right, look, but I think they might struggle to get in. But in saying that, the AFC is pretty. Well, average man like yeah. the yeah. NFC is a lot more competitive so you might be able to get in with an 8-8 record maybe but you know anyway so yeah it was crazy wild so you know what sizzle we've looked at bit of NBA we looked at some NFL the next topic we're both super excited about we've been looking forward to this for months we months. spoke about it in the first podcast months. we mentioned it I think we've talked about every podcast I reckon we have at some stage Yeah, I reckon every podcast so far we've talked spoken about this topic it's here I think you guys know what it is. Drum roll. I like it. I'm so excited for this. Disney Plus. Disney Plus is here. I'm pumped. How do you feel about it so far, Sizzle? Give me a rundown. I know I've got a few things I like about it, <laughs> oh, but I want to hear your thoughts first.
1: Look, I, it's a long time coming. I've been looking forward to this ever since I heard the news that Disney were creating their own streaming platform. It is awesome. Like a Disney means so much to me you know growing up as a kid Disney Pixar Star Wars Marvel like everything Disney encompasses I love like there's nothing I really I don't have any bad words to say about Disney I really don't and having all of their uh, all their content on the one streaming platform is awesome it makes it so easy Uh, unfortunately Stan now is not on my radar anymore I've I've now deactivated my Stan account Still got Netflix sitting there uh, for other shows. But yeah, I'm all in on Disney+. I am a big fan. And one show in particular that we've both been talking about, we've talked about on this show a lot, and now episode one and two are out, is what I'm hyped about right now. And that's this new Star Wars TV series, The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian, huge. Episode one and two is in the books. Now, before we actually talk about the show, I got a question for you. Now, Disney Plus have done The Mandalorian a little bit different to, say, Netflix or these other streaming um, platforms. You know, shows like Stranger Things and a lot of Netflix shows that come out now, they release a whole season at a time and you sort of can binge watch it. Now, The Mandalorians decided not to do that on Disney Plus. They've released one episode at a time. Now, we've got chapter one and chapter two or episode one and episode two, however you want to call it. What do you prefer, Quinny? Do you like weekly episodes released or do you like the Netflix model of a full season at a time? Oh,
0: that's a good question. I think I'm going to go with. I think I'd rather just the whole season at once. Just simply the fact that I watched the first two episodes, man. I'm like, I'm not like, that keen on it. Like, <laughs> I just want to watch the next episode, but I can't right now. I think it comes out tomorrow, the next episode. So I feel like. I'd prefer, like, the whole season at once. But and then, again, there's the other argument, like, you know, you don't want to, like, you know, you don't want to smash through it all quickly. You kind of want to enjoy it a bit more. But I really think I'd probably go more so with that Netflix model just so just simply because this show is, like, I'm really into it at the moment. And the first two episodes were released, so it's kind of like they're teasing me a bit. I, like, I understand why they're doing it, you know, bringing up, you know, building up, like, the idea of it being really good, trying to build up that, like, suspense, the tension. So I just, honestly, I think I would prefer the Netflix model. But, you know, if it comes out once a week, that's okay. I'll just watch other stuff on Disney Plus, man. i got the <laughs> classics, Pixar, National Geographic, a bit of Marvel, like, you know, I'll find something else to watch. But, you know, that's just what I think. I don't know. How about you?
1: Yeah, look, I actually prefer the weekly episodes released. I like looking forward to something. It gives me something to look forward to the next week or, you know, whenever else it comes out. I, you know, one season at a time i like obviously because especially if you like a show you can just watch episode after episode but i also in a weird way feel pressured to watch the episodes. yeah like i feel like when it comes out like i have to watch it and you know i finish an episode and i'm like all right i gotta watch the next you can't enjoy it you
0: can't enjoy it as much yeah whereas yeah
1: and especially you know being able to talk to someone like you you know when we go have a coffee and stuff we talk about tv shows and it's basically like this podcast you know and i like the weekly episode because you know we can watch one episode and then we can recap that episode and then we can like sort of predict what's going to happen next episode. And, yeah. You know, you have that time to sort of digest and process what's happened and then you have time to look forward to and predict in your mind or in a conversation with a friend over a coffee coffee or a beer uh whatever it may be uh, or over some spicy pizza or a tea
0: like we do generally every episode have a tea. That's
1: right. Well, we've got Serpent's Kiss uh <laughs> today.
0: That's today. All right. We do do beer.
1: Yep. Uh so yeah, I think I prefer the the weekly episodes release but uh you know, it doesn't really phase me I- i'm not opposed to a full season at the time especially if it's a show i, I want to binge watch uh i mean i probably prefer the episode sorry the full season release when they're short episodes because it's easy to get through a whole season yeah whereas when you have a show that you know when episodes go for an hour or so i prefer i much prefer the weekly release Yeah,
0: you don't have to watch back-to-back hour-long episodes yeah. like game of thrones would do when they set yeah, like I a think, week at a time yeah, yeah. i think
1: a game of thrones week at a time perfect yeah and i, I like i mean mandalorian slightly uh shorter which is good which is good and you know they're sort of doing theirs spreading theirs out so so i, I like it but uh jumping back into the actual show itself uh, like we said episode one episode two chapter one chapter two has been released what's your thoughts
0: um so far i really really like it like as soon as i got it i literally woke up in the morning i like messaged you i was like man i just got disney plus and then i went to work and then i was like man i just want to get home so i can watch this i got home and then i literally as soon as i logged in i was like yeah straight to the mandalorian straight into it i'm loving it i really enjoy it i like the spaghetti western kind of like vibe and you know i like how he's like a bounty hunter so there's a bit of mystery behind him yeah they haven't really, he hasn't got a name, they haven't named the character yet, so he's got an interesting backstory. I just kind of like how he's like, just kind of like a, you know, just trying to get, you know, just trying to get through life, doing his thing, getting some contracts. One bounty at a time. One bounty at a time. But no, I've really, really enjoyed it. Just the fact that it's like a Star Wars TV show, like, you know, the movies are so great. I love the movies, as you know. And the fact that now you've got a TV show, and they've got to have more TV shows coming out, like, it's just like, man, I'm loving it. And then just like, Spoilers, I don't care. Surely you've all watched this. Yeah,
1: if you haven't watched the Mandalorian, and want to now's your time to either skip or pause this episode until you have, because you know, spoilers. You know. They happen. Yeah. Sorry.
0: But you know, sorry, I just have to say it, and I'm just I'm really interested to see Baby Yoda, as they call him, in binge mode, man. Yeah. The What's Mando? Mando and Baby Yoda, man. Is it his baby, baby, or is it a clone? Is it like a like just like an offspring of a different of one of the other? Well, that species, you know, I'm really interested to see this kind of story and the fact that, you know, it's force sensitive and yeah, you know, I'm really excited about it. And I'm kind of keen to
1: see what happens. I don't yeah. know. Look, the 50 year old baby. Yeah. Uh, Crazy. Baby Yoda, as we've seen, obviously has the force ability, saves... What do we calling him, Mando? Man, you know. I'm like,
0: saying Mando, just like Mando, binge mode. Did. Uh, Mando, so Has, you know, love so, binge mode. I'll say, say Mando. I'm
1: saying man. Yeah, shout out to binge mode. Uh, he saves Mando's life, you know, by using the Force, which rocks him a little bit because he's, he's rattled. After he uses the Force, he's, he's out cold for, yeah. you know, he's the done. rest of the episode. Basically, wakes Cow up not. at the very end. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see. You know, is he Yoda's potential offspring? Uh, is he a pivotal? jedi down the track in the star wars universe those answers you know are coming but i think it's super exciting to have because i mean the thing for me was i was i was super keen for this show but i didn't think there was going to be a whole lot of uh force involved i didn't think there was going to be a lot of uh jedi references i thought it was going to be strictly you know bounty um, you get a bit bounty it. yeah, it's good. yeah so it's, it's cool to, to see them introduce the force introduce a potential Jedi uh, early into the the series so I, I think that's made it um, super exciting uh, and you know it's, it's great to see Mando out there just slinging those he's a gun, gunslinger isn't he he's just shooting like center. a
0: western, just western in
1: space although my, my worry is and here's a question for you Is he... I'm not convinced he's actually a great fighter yet. Like, he sort of shows it in the first episode. I mean, the opening of the first episode. he takes on five dudes at that bar. But ever since then, he's kind of like struggled in every battle he's been in. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, he he comes up against... uh, What are those things called that he eventually... You know, learns to ride.
0: Um, oh, the animal! Yeah, I can't remember the called. Yeah, so yeah, he, he rides. He struggles the, yeah, against yeah. against those the mount, getting his mount.
1: Yeah, then you know he struggles against that the, the rhino looking um, beast. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not convinced he's actually that. I mean, maybe he's. You know, he, yeah, I don't know. I'm not convinced of his ability as a fighter as of yet as a bounty, which leads into what I'm going to ask you next. And that's who you're taking. Are you taking the Mandalorian or Mando? Or are you taking Jango Fett or Boba Fett?
0: Mm. Who's your pick? Yeah. Well, the thing. So Jango
1: Fett appears in Episode Two, The Clone Wars, and and he's regarded as the best bounty hunter in the galaxy. Um, and then Boba Fett is a genetic clone of. Well, he's the son of Django. Fett. Yeah, yeah. Well, they call him yeah. his son, but he's actually a clone. So, yeah. I mean, you know, he's con- yeah. Django's considered his father, but he's a clone. Yeah. Who, who do you who do you take out of the three of them?
0: Well, the thing is, you don't in the original and the prequels, you don't really you don't really get much of like Boba and Django Fett. You only get glimpses of them. Uh, but I think like I'm kind of I reckon Mando like I reckon in his defense. His armor isn't fully developed yet. He's only got some of the really crazy steel that's you know in regard to the Mandalorian steel.
1: Yeah, it's co- considered like the yeah, it's Star like Wars super strong Valerian it's like, steel. Yeah, it's like super level. strong.
0: And I feel like he's man, like he's never been to that planet before. You know, he's used to being around humans. He's not really dealing with like you know the sand people and massive rhinos. And I just don't, I think he just wasn't I think he just wasn't prepared as well as he could have been. Yeah. but. Well, I don't know, that's the thing. That's, but I'm going to say I'm going with Mando just because there's going to be a whole TV show based on him. So I feel like over time, he'll probably start to show a bit more of his skills. So yeah, that's, that's what I'm fair. going with. And I mean,
1: like, as you said, we don't see enough of Django or Boba Fett to make a real call on it. We're obviously going to see a lot of Mando. So we'll soon see his... And I mean, there's only been two episodes. It's only two episodes, so man. Relax. I, I can't, you know, jump the gun and say he's, you know, not as hyped up. Well, he's obviously been hyped up, but hasn't lived up the hype. So, maybe he will in the next few episodes. We'll, we'll soon see. But what else have you been watching on Disney Plus, connie
0: Yeah. So, that's I was going to ask you the same thing. So, pretty much, I, uh, a few pretty much last few weeks, I've been watching all the original Star Wars and the prequels. I wanted to do them in order. And then I couldn't watch The Phantom Menace because I didn't have it on DVD. So, I ended up watching that after I watched The Mandalorian. So, I did a big Star Wars sesh. Might
1: have just added on that. Underrated. I actually it's, like it's
0: it. A, I, yeah, so I watched it for like the first time in years, and like it wasn't as bad as I first thought. And I like listened to binge mode Star Wars, and they kind of hated on it a bit. I was like, yeah, it's not too bad. Like I didn't mind it. And then so I've been I watched that, but then I'm really like randomly just heaps into. I started watching the Clone Wars animation show, like the animated series. It's legit. So it's like set three years between um, the Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. So between those two original prequels. So it's like kind of it goes through how the Clone Wars actually because in the third one, Avengers, if you get, get like the end of it, you only get the reveal when Anakin's like, you know, I'm a lot stronger these last three years. I'm a lot stronger mm. than I used to be. Blah blah blah. So it's really cool because like you kind of see like what happened in those three years, and it's really interesting because like Anakin has like his own apprentice. He's like a master now, and like um, General Grievous is him and Count Dooku are like the main villains yeah. in it, which is really interesting. I've just been watching. It's been really cool to see. And then also, like, they're shortened episodes as well, so they're easy to watch. And then I, I'm kind of liking seeing Anakin Skywalker kind of being a bit of a badass, and then like Yoda, like, being a badass. In the very first episode, I know you think you might be watching it soon, Yoda just, like, destroys, like, a whole battalion of dro- um, droids on his own. He's just, like, he's amazing. So I've been heaps into that, so I pretty much just really watched them. I'm looking forward to watching, like, the classic Disneys and all that kind of thing, but... Pretty much the Clone Wars animation, I'm into that. And then I might watch Rebels afterwards because it kind of links into, you know, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, the new game that just came out. So they kind of link, which is good. How about you?
1: Yeah, look, uh, I pumped episode one and two of Mandalorian as soon as I got it. That was you uh, know, in straight into that. Uh, and I've also been jumping back into the uh, Marvel Universe. Um, I've been w- watching each Marvel uh, the marvel universe movie in order like uh, in the you know the specific timeline yeah um like the correct chronological order, the yeah, right order. It, yeah. exactly so i've been going back and doing that and um i was up to black panther so yeah that was one of the first movies i fired up on disney plus i watched that last night actually um which was awesome like one of my uh favorite marvel movies it'd be it was in my top five from yeah, the first episode exactly uh, one of you know it's ama- amazing like killmonger one of my favorite marvel villains of all time uh maybe, maybe maybe one of my favorite if not my favorite villain of you know ever he's awesome it's sad we don't see more of and, and in fact that's a, a origins movie i want to want to see. want to see um but yeah jump straight into black panther Loved that, and I'm gonna just smash out all the Marvel movies, I think, and then yeah, I'm gonna jump into the the classics, some Pixar, some nice. some Disney, might might throw in some National Geographic in there as well, and then like you said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump into the Star Wars as well, watch some Clone Wars, I'm into it, it's good, I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah that's so, some Disney Plus. Yeah, and and just on that, I mean, you're a Netflix guy too. But now, where 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 takes the cake as as your number one? Is it Netflix or Disney Plus?
0: I'm probably gonna say uh, probably Disney Plus because I feel like there's a lot more content on there that, that I'm super into, like mm. Pixar, Star Wars, yeah. classic Disney, Marvel, like all those. I would agree areas are like the they're like my favorite genres to watch.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I feel like a lot of Netflix, like I like a lot of Netflix shows, and there's a lot of like cool documentaries and whatnot. I mean, John Wick's on there, which is, you know, a great series that you and I both like, but I feel like I got to filter through a lot of content that I don't really find a lot of interest in. Whereas Disney plus, like I'm literally flicking through and I'm like, man, I want to watch that. I want to watch that. So many I want to watch man. So yeah, it, it's exciting yeah. times. I'm glad it's here finally. And I'm looking forward to the next episode of Mandalorian coming in. I think Saturn it's in tomorrow, the
0: 22nd, so I don't know if that's here or in America but it'll be either today uh, Friday or Saturday I'd say here well we might uh,
1: maybe we'll recap just give a little quick Mandalorian recap every episode I like it I like it so stay tuned for next week for our Mandalorian recap of chapter 3 which is coming potentially tomorrow but enough Disney Plus talk we all know it's amazing that's a given let's talk a little bit of music here and let's talk a bit of Kanye West easy Yeezy, Uh, as you know, he recently released his latest studio album, Jesus is King, slightly different to what he's produced before. This is what he uh, touted as a gospel album. Um, But we won't go into too much detail about Jesus is King. Listen to it. You know, I I actually didn't mind it. I thought it was a pretty good album. Uh, But, you know, let's not talk about that. What we want to talk about is Kanye West and Dr. Dre... Recently, both took to Twitter to announce that there will be a Jesus King, Jesus is King, two, and it will feature Dr. Dre. Thoughts? Yeah. So when I when you
0: showed me that on Instagram, I was kind of keen because obviously I feel like I didn't mind. It's okay. Like I'm, I'm still not completely sold on it. I need to listen to it a few more times. There's some good songs in that I kind of like. But yeah, like you said, like Dr. Dre, Kanye West, they're pretty much the most influential artists of all time in the same studio together, man. Yeah, I mean... Both awesome producers.
1: The production is going to be on point, isn't it? Yeah.
0: So, I think it'll be really good. But I just don't know... I just don't know, is Dr. Dre really digging that kind of, you know, religious sort of vibe, gospel vibe? But I don't know, maybe will. But I just... I'm kind of keen for it if it happens. I'd rather see another Kid Seat Ghost collaboration (laughs) album or a Travis Scott and Kid Cudi collaboration album. But I think Dr. Dre and Kanye together would be pretty, pretty interesting. And I'd be kind of keen to listen to that.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm looking forward to it as well. Like I said, I actually quite liked Jesus is King. I thought it was produced really well. There were some tracks on there that I really uh, enjoyed. Um, you know, I don't know where I'd rank it in my favorite Kanye West albums in order. It'd probably be down the bottom. Um, you know, it, it wouldn't crack, you know, the top of that list. It wouldn't be, you know, close to the top, be down the bottom, but... I like, you know, whatever Kanye West does, I like it somewhat, you know, because he's such a good producer and, you know, whether I agree with the content or not, the the actual raps, the production is always on point. And he's done that again with Jesus is King. Obviously, throw in Dr. Dre and you're going to get some some banging production and the, I think... I think it'll be better than the first one but I'm also worried about the whole will it see daylight because Kanye West he releases an album and then it seems like the next week he's on Twitter saying he's going to release another one and then yeah. you know it doesn't happen. We saw that with um his last album. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, after that what was it meant to be called the um, uh, Yandy, Yandy. So he Yandy. released Yay, and then apparently Yandy was coming, you know, a month later or something, and we and we never saw it. So I'm hoping that we get to see Jesus King 2 featuring Dr. Dre, um, because I think it would it'd be a, a, a solid album, and I think it would build on um, Kanye West's legacy and and Dr. Dre's. Leg- it'd be great to see two giants of hip hop come together. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it if it happens. And just, just quickly, speaking of another giant of hip-hop, used to be one of my favorite rappers back in the day, is The Game. The Game. Here's a little note. He's bringing out a new album on November the 29th. It's called Born to Rap. Interesting. You got to listen to it? Oh, definitely. It. He's the, here's the kicker. There's going to be 24 tracks on the album in honour of Kobe oh wow okay I like that I like the black mamba reference I appreciate that yeah so we don't need to talk about that any more than just mentioning it but yeah, I like yeah it. The, the looks game, good the game right is hey. back mamba in the house he's back so oh, uh, yeah. let's move on Quinny what are we talking about what's our next topic so
0: this one I'm super close to heart too because as you know I'm a big fan of DC comics and you know I love the Joker and Batman I love that whole origin story I love both of their origin stories I love all the Batman games, etc. And me and you recently, well, a few months ago, we saw the Joker film. So, Joker in Phoenix, which was, I th- was like super impressed with it and they announced that they might be doing a sequel. So, what are your thoughts on that? And then, did you like the first one? If there is going to be a sequel.
1: Yeah, so, you know, first things first. Loved it. Amazing movie. I saw that with yourself, um, your cousin Kizer. And Marty, who's actually just walked in the door. Shout out to Marty. Shout out to Marty. Uh, We saw that when it came out. It was amazing. It wasn't what I expected, but in a good way. It was a completely different take on the Joker films that have been created before it. The only thing I'm worried about is them trying to overachieve with what they've done already. I mean, you know, it's already grossed over $1 billion. It's currently the 40 third highest grossing movie of all time. Uh, I'm just worried it might, you know, maybe ruin the legacy of the first film.
0: Yeah, legacy is always an issue.
1: I mean, you find this sometimes when, you know, a first movie comes out and they do a sequel and it just doesn't live up to what the first one produced. So, I'd actually... uh, I mean, of course, I'll see it and I'm excited to see it. But I don't know. I don't know... If it will be as I, I don't think it can be as successful. And I mean, where do they go from here? Like Joker's in uh, Arkham Asylum, Asylum, yeah. Then you know, what do they do? Do they start bringing in Harley Quinn? Do they start bringing in, you know, Batman? Where's where do they draw the line?
0: Yeah, that's the thing because obviously the focus of this movie was the fact it was just like an like an average Joe, just an everyday person. Obviously, suffered from a lot of mental and physical abuse, uh, abuse throughout his life and in the film. And I think it just kind of made it connect a bit more on a personal, level, like a human, humanized it a bit to say this could happen to anyone, like any, there's people out there that have mental, physical abuse that always happens to them. And just the way they portrayed it and then turned him into like this, you know, this well-known villain that we all love and when it comes to DC comics. But yeah, I know, like you said, I'd see it. And I'm not sure where they'd go. Like, are they going to introduce Batman again? Like, you know, sometimes DC I, I the DC movies should. don't always work. I
1: don't think think they should bring Batman into it. I think this is a standalone. I think it would ruin it, personally. Yeah.
0: But other than that, it was a great film. I was hooked as soon as I started watching it. As soon as I sat down, and I, yeah, I was like, into it.
1: That being said, I'll still definitely see the same. Yeah, 100%. One. So, you know, why not?
0: Why not? So, well... So we've done a bit of NBA. We've looked at the NFL. We've looked at Disney Plus. We've just looked at a movie. We've looked at some music. We're now going to go to our one of our go-to segments on this show. Sizzle loves it. Uh, the bowl prediction. So we go back over the bowl predictions that we wait uh, we made the week before. And I know for me, I'm just super excited about this one because you know, just a quick recap. I know Sizzle is probably still burning about this. So we have got to look at our bowl predictions and we're gonna kind of review them. Review them from last week. So pretty much my first prediction was the Saints would beat the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers by 14 points or more and I ended up winning by 17 points. So 34 to 17. So, you know, happy days. One of my predictions came true, but then the one that really meant the most, the second one was a lot better than my first. As you would know if you listened last week, I predicted that I would beat Devontae's Inferno, (laughs) aka Sizzle's team, in fantasy and I ended up winning quite easily in the end. 115.6 to 65.3 Sizzle talk to me
1: All right. a few things here so first things first and I'll just get this out of the way quickly one of my predictions I had was a player who I've got on my team Odell Beckham Jr I had him to score a touchdown that was one of my predictions early in the game he catches a 47 yard dime from Baker. Baker Mayfield. He's ruled. Touchdown. It's given. However, it's overturned. Absolute stitch-up. I can see the burn. I can just I'm, see I'm, it I'm building I'm, up. I'm burning right now. So, a touchdown. Yeah, I'm, I'm cheering. I'm like, all right, there's one tick. You know, he, he's got 10 points already. Then it's overturned. They're at the one, one, one line. one line... Go- uh, one can't yard even, line. One yard. I can't even talk right now. I'm so annoyed. <laughs> so that's one thing. Scrap that. Odell doesn't even catch. He goes for like six points in fantasy. He doesn't really catch any other uh, passes. Baker just lobs it over his head like three times uh, and then doesn't even go to him in the fourth. Uh, he just goes to Jarvis Landry. I told you, man. In front of Landry. Touchdown. So that's that's one thing. All right, and then oh, I can just feel it. it's getting then, hot in here. So let me just go through my team. All right, no, let, let me just, let me just open this up. All right, okay. Are you sure
0: you want to revisit
1: the? Uh, so I'm not going to go through every player because you know they're the emotions. They all, like, all as bad as each other. But let's just let's just have a look here. Week 11, a week that I needed to win. Okay, Tom Brady. He gets me 8.5 points. Okay. ouch so you know you're usually going to get one touchdown from your quarterback he doesn't throw anything goes for 216 yards zero touchdowns alright I'm not going to go through every player but what I will say is this not one player on my team not one player on my team scored a touchdown except my defense at the end of the game too when it was already over the matchup was over my defense was the only player on my team that scored a touchdown
0: and what did you get in the end? What was six, the
1: total score? Sixty-three, sixty-five point three. 65.3. what did I get again? Sorry, I forgot. I'm not even going to say. 115.6. And here's the kicker. I picked up Brian Hill off the waivers. Okay.
0: Yep. I was a bit burning when you Brian got him. Brian Hill but from you know, the Atlanta
1: Falcons. You know, he's projected to get, uh, you know, have 20 carries and, you know, uh, 11 point whatever fantasy points. He gets me 3.8 points. He gets vultured at the line. 30 yards by total. a running back from the Falcons who has his first touch of his career. <laughs> vultures him at the line. And then... And then... Brian Hill goes to social media after the game and says, and I quote, I should apologize to my fantasy owners, but I really don't care. <laughs> Well, thanks, Brian Brutal. I've now dropped you and you're never touching my lineup ever again. So, yeah. Oh, it was so good. I, I was loving it. I'm burning. And that means you're now three and two in our prediction scoring.
0: And that's where the old uh, pizza links into the side of the podcast because the bet was if, if uh, whoever won had to buy the other person dinner. So, Sizzle got me some pizza, which is delicious. So, but anyway... So that was let's, a bit let's of a Let's move on. Let's All move on okay. to this week's predictions. I know he's I, burning. I, I, I'm burning I feel right bad. now. No, I don't. I, I'm absolutely burning. I guess because I won last week. Should I go first? Yeah, you my go predictions? first. Go first. I've only got two I this week. I need week. time to cool down. <laughs> I've only got two this week. My first one, going back to NFL fantasy, because you know that's what I like to do. Uh, Le'Veon Belkow to win this week by more than 25 points against Ooh. Commander-in-Chiefs in fantasy. And... My second prediction. I'll let you address these in a moment. Camelo Anthony to score 20 points next game against the Bucks.
1: <laughs> well, now I know why. him would, in. Now I know why he wanted to jump straight to the next topic when we were talking about Melo. Hey, I don't mind that. I don't mind that. Is Dane playing tomorrow? I don't know.
0: Hopefully not, because then Mellow gets more shots.
1: Yeah, look, the first one, I don't think you're winning by 25 in fantasy. I hope you do. I won by, like, how many did I bet you by? 50. Oh. Yeah, look, you got lucky, all right? Fine,
0: well, I was being bold. I thought I'd, you know, why not
1: make it interesting? But hey, I like the mellow pick. And that links into actually a bold prediction I had. So I've got two. Yeah, hit me. And this one's a bit outrageous, all right? So be expected to, you know, expect a, a, a very bold one here. But this is also to do with mellow. So I've got a prediction here. It's a bit wild. So I've got mellow. To have at least one 40-point game (laughs) this season. Oh, at least one 40-point game. At least one. Just one. I feel like one game, he's just going to get hot. Go to him. I'm not very confident about this.
0: 40. This is an (laughs) old mellow. This is my... my, uh, Okay, let's go. What's your
1: other one? Let's let's go 30.
0: Let's go 30. (laughs) No, no. Okay. Because 40 is a bit outrageous. Fine, I'll say 30. Fine. (laughs) Again... Possible. Well I want him to get at least twenty next game. Yeah, so So we're kind of both
1: hoping that he gets at least So they're they're very hopeful predictions that I actually don't think is gonna happen, but Okay. And then my more realistic prediction is talking about the Mandalorian. I think we're gonna see his face next episode. Okay. We haven't seen it so far. He's kept the helmet on. I like it, yeah. That's
0: that's interesting because and then there's kind of that little kind of, you know, in the show they go. I hear you never remove your helmet. So, it's kind of like, well, maybe you will. Maybe it's going to shock yeah. everyone.
1: I reckon next episode, we're going to see it. All right.
0: I like it. There are our predictions this week. So, we'll see how we go. So, yeah.
1: currently, I'm up 3-2. 3-2. I really should have made some more realistic predictions. Uh,
0: well, you know, I thought 25 points is doable. The guy's team isn't great. Cause you that, know? <laughs> that mellow prediction was loose. Mine's 20 points against the box. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Quick questions. You want to do quick questions or a shout of the week? What do you want to do first? Quick questions. All right. you know,
1: quick questions. Right. we have almost been going for an hour. But oh, really? Gosh, okay. Gosh, well, we good, better get going. We're giving the people what they want.
0: All right. Quick questions as quick as possible. Um, Camelo Anthony or Chauncey Billups? Oh,
1: Chauncey Billups. That's good. I love that.
0: Denver Mellow or Nick's Mellow? Denver oh <laughs>
1: Brutal Alright I like tough. it I know. Okay. Western Conference Finals Denver Mello against the Lakers Alright okay That's my favourite mellow of all time I like it That being said I really liked him in the Knicks This one
0: I'm not sure I think I know what you'll say But you know Pusha T or Kanye West Pusha T oh.
1: Did you think I was going to say Yeah that? I thought
0: you were going to yeah. say push Push Alright 808s and Heartbreak album or my Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy album? What would you prefer? What's you go-to? What do you like more? This is
1: probably controversial, but 808s and Heartbreak. Ooh, I like
0: it. I like 808s. Why do you like it so much though? Uh,
1: very different to anything he'd done before and very different to his whole catalogue. Uh, it was kind of like the first of its kind. Heavy on the auto-tune, almost like that sad sort of um, hip-hop slash rap. Kid Cudi um, vibe. Very Kid Cudi You know, vibe on there, Kid Cudi influence. Um, Just, yeah, super different. And it's an album that I listen to, you know, a lot. And I always, it's one of my go to albums, really. And it's one of my favorite albums of all time. It would be in my top 10 albums of all time.
0: Same. Be in my top 10, too. It's my favorite Kanye album. Ooh. Yeah. I like it. Okay, this one. one, this one's huge. That being said,
1: My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is an amazing album.
0: Yeah, this one's big like I was when I wrote this down I like was like getting a bit emotional because I was like oh man Travis Scott
1: or Kid Cudi oh my oh oh, that's man (laughs) I'm getting emotional just thinking about this I'm getting emotional too but I wrote this down like should I ask this question I can't, I, li- did. I can't believe you've asked me that. They're two of my favorite artists of all time. And I'm like sorry, for those people that it. are listening that are like, oh yeah, Travis Scott. Like Quinny and I have been fans of Travis Scott since day one. Like we were fans when he released Al Ferro. Like exactly. we, we didn't just jump on him now that he's, you know, d- you know, done a track with Drake that was number one. Like we've been Travi fans, you know, back in the day when he was, you know, streaming. Upper uh, echelon. yeah, Straight up. Yeah, since he was saying straight up La Flame. But yeah, anyway. Uh, man, Travis Scott or Kid Cudi. We're, I've seen them. We've both seen them live as well. Seen both of these guys live. Uh. Travis Scott. Oh, no. I know. It's wild. I oh, know. Oh, I'm no. just not going to respond
0: to that. I know. Uh, but yeah, it was tough. I, I had to I, rug, uh, But that's it. And that hurts me to say yeah. that because I love Cuddy. Cudi. Why does why does Travis get over the line? Uh I mean Is it because he's released more music recently? Yeah, probably. That probably helps. Yeah,
1: probably. And like every album and every project Travis Scott has released, I've loved. There's not been one project where he's released where I've been like, eh. And I can listen to every single album, every single... Basically, every song he's put out, I have enjoyed. Even his new stuff, like it's so different to his... I prefer the older stuff. I prefer Al Faro and Days Before Rodeo. Um, but I still dig his newer stuff. I, I, I still really like uh, Rodeo. still really like Birds in the Trap. Um, and obviously, World, But... I just feel like his catalog I enjoy more than Kid Cudi's, where you've got some albums that I don't particularly... like. Wizard, not a massive fan of. Um, Speeding Bullet to Heaven, didn't yeah, like it. that yeah, album. Um, but I mean, Man on the Moon One and Two, like they're masterpieces. Like they're, you know, very tough question, but I'm just yeah. gonna, I'm I'm All just right. gonna say Travi by like the tiniest margin.
0: Awesome. Well, that's it. That's my fire questions, mate. You did it. You, part. you got through them. Controversial, but it was good. I like it. Who would you pick? You'd pick Cuddy, I'd right? pick Kid Cuddy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I love I Travis thought, Scott. I, I love Missing Laflame, but I, so. I just have a soft spot for Kid Cuddy. I
1: so. All right. Well, well, let's move on because, you know, this episode's been going for a while. And How long has like, it been going for? What's the running time right so now? So, we've almost hit an hour. 56 oh, minutes. Oh, that's all right. That's I thought good. it was longer than that. Big, cool. big episode, but I like, I like it. it. You know, we're giving the fans what they want. All right Um. We got some listener mail or we can do shout outs?
0: I reckon shout outs okay, first and get finish get on the listener of shout outs. Who's it, your shout out of the week? So mine, uh, my shout out of the week, um, the Illawarra Convoy for raising over $2.7 million for cancer research this past weekend. Yeah, let's give them So a I love it. Round of applause, Illawarra Convoy, huge fan. You know, cancer's obviously quite close to heart for me and I appreciate the amount of money that you guys raised. Congrats i know fm get it done great stuff and, and talking about uh good causes you've still got the mo mo going november looking good i, I think it's it. gone through strong i
1: think sizzle likes it yeah maybe i should uh he's kind of got
0: one too it looks good yeah i don't know it's
1: <laughs> i'm not the uh you're not that great when it comes to bacon, yeah, that's all
0: right i've only got like eight more days or, something, or nine more days nice. and then you know oh, we're done yeah great shout out i really days, like that technically
1: yeah. Uh, that's, that's amazing to see. Uh, my shout out of the week is the Portland Trailblazers for giving Camilla Anthony another shot. I'm just I like gonna it. Keep I it appreciate
0: simple. it. I I like that. That's good. All right. Listener mail. Listener mail. We got, a, we, got a, we got a few. We've been. This getting was questions left, right, and yeah, center. this was tough because we got a lot of questions. A lot of people sending you know questions about the show, so we had to. We went with two this week.
1: And I'll just say, if you do want to send a question please do email us quinlayshow at gmail.com or just hit us up on Instagram or Facebook or if you know us personally just send us a text um, and you'll make it onto the show so
0: we'll be doing some more next week so we've saved a few for next week so this week this one links into the show because we were just talking about him before so again Michael Murphy obviously a huge fan of the show shout out to you Murph I love it getting it in getting it done that's right um, so this was his question. It's kind of is a three-part question, but we'll say it's one question. Uh, what is Mallow's projection for this year? Will he make the Will he make the January cutoff or end up retiring? Go.
1: I think he will make the January cutoff. I think he will last the season with the Blazers. Uh, you know, we spoke about this earlier in the podcast, but I think he's going to be a useful player for them, especially offensively. You know, he's one of those players that, you know, I said this at the top of the, the podcast. If he's hot, you keep him in. If not, you pull him out. Um, I, I think he will be useful as a starter when they need him and he'll be useful off the bench as well. And I feel like he's, he's definitely embraced that. I watched the post-game interview with him after that first game and he said, like, you know, we're, we're going to be completely transparent here and I'll do whatever they need me to do. So, you know, it's not him thinking that he's a starter saying, yo, P, they say I got to come off the bench. You know, like, it's not like that anymore. Uh, he's nice changed- voice work. That's yeah, good. Like that? <laughs> uh, he's changed his mindset, and I think he's going into this season um, positively and just wanting to win and playing his role no matter what that will be. So, yeah, I do think he'll last the season with the Blazers. Lovely. Yeah. Good.
0: I'm just going to let Sizzle answer that question. He's done it quite well. I would have said the same thing. All right, one more. Shout out to my cousin in Geelong, Victoria. Kieran Kane shout out to you mate this is for you we got you into the show this week big shout out so favorite cheese tv show of all time
1: ooh i like it great question there's a lot of,
0: there's a lot of shows on there and i kind of know the ones i'm going to talk about but you go first and I'll finish and then we'll call it we'll
1: call it for the night all right so and you're going to have the same one this is not only my favorite cheese tv show of all time it's probably one of my favorite TV shows of all time being my top five at least. Like this was, uh, you know, something that I loved growing up and still love today. I still go back and watch it and that's Dragon Ball Z. I mean, Ooh, how, yeah. can you, how can you go look past it? Uh, You know, it, so ever since I watched the first episode, I was hooked and I still watch it today. As I said, I'm even watching Dragon Ball Super. Me too. Now which is very different to Dragon Ball Z. Um, you know, dipped into GT a little bit, um, but I was more of an OG Dragon Ball Z guy. That's easily my favorite Cheesy V show of all time. But, you know, another show that I actually really liked was One Piece. Um, oh, it's One Piece. I like it. Amazing show. Um, and, you know, another classic Pokemon. Can't really go past it. Yep. Um, Love
0: me some Pokemon. What about You too. All right. D- dragon ball z hands down was my favorite show ever i used to who's watch your, it who's
1: your favorite dbz character mine's vegeta obviously well
0: mine's i'm kind of cheating it's two characters together vegeto okay yeah, goku and vegeta uh fused together that was my favorite character that's legal it was like vegeta's kind of arrogance and like cockiness but then also goku's like strategies and like you know heart and soul and he would always keep fighting so i loved them together Vegeta was probably my favorite character the other show that I love, I used to watch it all the time before I went to school. It was the first show on Cheese TV. I used to go, Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon the Dragon Ball Z. Yu-Gi-Oh! massive fan. I used to have the cards. I used to have the gaming cards. I used to have a red eye, black dragon, and a blue eyes b- the blue eyes dragon, white dragon. They're my two favourite uh bosses or what do you call them? Creatures in Yu-Gi-Oh! Huge fan. Believe in the heart of the cards, guys. Just do it. Big combo. Big lineup too huge
1: whatever happened to Cheese TV it's not around anymore I don't know it? but it was good they need to revamp that bring it back on like Disney Plus or like it's all obviously right. not Disney but like but yeah shout out <laughs> to you thank you Kieran Kane yeah, love th- it. thanks for all the questions keep them coming in look we've um, we had a few more that didn't make the show but if you did send in a question this week don't worry we will um, make time for you next week um, so Quinny that brings us to the end of the episode we're done again we episode 4 again. episode 4 we out here we're doing it,
0: man. A bit more content this week, but you know, it was enjoyable.
1: I like it. As we said at the start of the episode, we're now on uh, Apple Podcasts, so jump on there, give us a review, uh, and yeah, download the episode or listen to it wherever you, you do, but um, we'll be seeing you next time. Well, we won't be seeing you. We'll be talking to you. See ya. Straight up.